Welcome to Tonecast 107. Brian Porter here with Marco Gonzalez. What's up, Marco? Hey, I'm doing good today. It's a nice hot summer day now. Yes, we are in the uh, the swamp cooler stage of the shop, as we call it, mm-hmm. and trying to regulate temperatures and all that fun stuff. But uh, we're we're excited to be back on the Tonecast here, where we've got um, a lot of cool things going with our summer guitar mod series. I want to mention right off the top, we've got our pickup chooser form. That is a form you can fill out on our website. You can find it at the very top of the porterpickups.com homepage. You can see the pickup chooser form. Fill that out. Uh, let us know about the guitar that you want to change pickups on, and we will send you back a cool recommendation. So I wanted to get that chooser thing out of the way mm-hmm. because we've got some really <laughs> random topics today to talk about. Where you and I, often when we're building pickups, when we're um, just hanging out in the shop, we have all these weird topics that we start discussing, mm-hmm. and then we kind of want to work them out a little bit more. So that's what we're doing today. But um, yeah, let's maybe talk about before we dive deeply into that. Um, let's talk a little bit about some cool custom shop stuff that we've got working. Yeah, well, and the thing I liked about this custom shop stuff is that it kind of segues out of the the chooser very nicely. And and you know, there's a spot on the chooser where you can send us a picture of your guitar, and and sometimes people are like, well, here's. I don't know what I want, um, or I know what I want, but I don't know what kind of look I would like because there's a lot of custom options that we can offer, and then um, you know you can kind of with the custom shop stuff you can say like oh that's cool they can do like woodtop stuff like this cool like leopard words leopard wood set that that we just recently uh, mm-hmm. finished out that we've we've had a lot of experience with like the woodtop hardwood topping kind of stuff so it's been really fun to see ourselves like come come this far with it and get better and better with all that stuff and then even like our relic just like our relic humbuckers are starting to look really uh their own way you know the porter way of <laughs> of a relic and um I mean there's lots of cool fun stuff that we can do custom shop I know there's like a smooth like polished black like covered set kind of like a la your favorite active pickup but it's it's our tried and true passive coils and stuff yeah. in there so you know and then lots of kind of fun like uh, pickguard custom stuff we've found some cool covers and are excited to be showing some stuff with that I think yeah. I know there was like a double HH loaded pickguard, like with H90s. Yeah, that was a cool one from last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that one. It's kind of a cool... If you look on our Instagram page, you can see some of these custom shop items rolling through as well. So it really is a, it's a lot of fun to take the, the sets that we know and love and, and breathe some new life or insp- you know give them another layer of inspiration where you know we didn't really know that that was possible, I guess. So some some of that stuff is like... When you have all these options, it's hard to just nail one, so it helps to kind of have, oh, hey, here's kind of the look that I like, and then usually you can help somebody get something really cool and custom, and and people love it. I love it. So Yeah, and it kind of keeps us, like, we're definitely not bored making pickups at any point, but we make a lot of the same things over and over again, and so when we get to kind of go crazy, I mean, I know that you do some burnt chrome stuff, so you're mm-hmm. out, out in the back, like, burning stuff, and... <laughs> Like, this is my job. I get to burn things with yeah. fire. You know, it's like Beavis and Butthead or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're just making making fire and all that stuff in the back. <laughs> but uh, that's the fun part for us is the custom shop is kind of uh, each week we've been taking some stuff and, and working out ideas in our head. And, and there's some custom shop stuff that never sees the light of day because um, it's just not, uh, not looking right or didn't work out right. Mm-hmm. But we keep kind of pushing that creativity and you you did a good job mentioning I, I I thought about the the whole if you see something you like, then 
we can do a different wood, we can do a different top. So they use the custom shop pages as merely a point of inspiration and then contact us with uh, with some cool custom options. Well, today I've got uh, sort of a the random topic. We teased on it at the beginning of the show, but kind of this is uh, all this stuff we've been talking about over the last couple weeks in the shop. We have these kind of mini guitar gas things. We have these like deep uh, philosophical questions about... Uh, guitar prices and would we buy it? Would we not? So I'm going to hit you with a bunch of topics and we'll kind of riff on each one. You ready? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So the first thing we have both been uh, keeping our eye on or the gear gas is bubbling up is, is Les Paul Jr.'s. Oh yeah. Uh, we've kind of been on a little bit of a kick in, in researching. We're looking at maybe doing a precision guitar kit or some other type of uh, build um, the builds get very complicated and time-consuming right in the middle of starting a strap build right now. So <laughs> I'm not sure that I want to take on another build, even though I really like the idea of kind of putting our own twist on it with the finish and, and everything. And um, really, so Les Paul Jr. is kind of the single pickup thing, just straight rock and roll. A lot of our customers have started to gravitate towards that. I just need one pickup. I need a bridge pickup and, and mm-hmm. rock and roll. So maybe talk about kind of your last few weeks, month and a half-ish of these, this kind of like, we started having these Les Paul Jr. conversations and then we started looking at Les Paul Jr.'s <laughs> online and maybe talk about kind of what you like about them and some of your favorite types of Les Paul Jr.'s or single pickup, bridge pickup guitars. Yeah, well, I do love that single pickup, single volume and tone. And some people are like, oh, I just don't, I just don't even need the tone knob. And, and I think with the tone knob, you then essentially have your junior that can do it all. You know, mm-hmm. you can roll down that tone a little bit and get some jazzy tones out of it. And especially if it's the right pickup and knowing what we know, we can kind of like, I, I like the guitar to do this. And so we can make that pickup like really, you know, not too hot or, or just, you know, like baby burst porridge, like just right the amount of you know, juice coming out of that thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think they're really cool. I think they're, there's something simple about it and, and live when you just have to worry about the one knob to, you know, do your swells or whatever. You're, it, it's a lot simpler and no switch even, and I'm always hitting the switch if it's not out of the way. Um, I know that recently there was like a dealer that made like this like carved top kind of junior so it looks like a standard but it's got just the single pickup and I just think that's wild you know I think it's their like made to measure though and so it's like mm. you know like a couple grand like a wow. handful of grand and um, so it's interesting but you know if you're kind of in that price point I would you know I know that there's a lot of like other brands that make junior inspired instruments that honestly are a little bit more enticing to me like the Novos and their Sola series yeah. I think it's cool because you could get like an Esquire style or like a single P91. And I think those are really cool. But even the, I know we were looking at those vintage branded ones and those are like a really affordable price point. I think even the Harley Benton Jr. Mm-hmm. is like super affordable too. And if, you know, if you're looking to get into a single P90 thing, there's definitely a lot of options. Yeah. We've been, we've been kind of really, People ask us a lot, what's your favorite pickup? What's your favorite pickup? And we can't really ever answer that. We have like different favorites at different times, at mm-hmm. least I do. Um, Definitely. But this is one where we've really been thinking a lot about our vintage hot P90. Mm-hmm. And this is like definitely designed for the juniors for like just a screaming P90 bridge, but just thick and, and raw and just meaty. Any other words I can use to describe mm-hmm. it? But it's just a cool sounding pickup. And I think that's partly why I've been really wanting to get a junior 
because I want to dive back into that pickup. As mm-hmm. we have so many pickup models and we only have so many guitars and so much time, it's it's kind of like you're like, yeah, I miss I miss that pickup. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we've designed and we know it's really good. It just it just hasn't been in a guitar in the shop in a while. And so that's kind of where my head has been going is like, man, we need to we need to dive back into the blender humbuckers and the and the vintage hot P ninety yeah. and, and kind of get back into that world of of these different pickups that we create, even just to to kind of revisit what yeah. we've done in the past. I mean, that's been a pickup for a long time, and so that's that's partly where the junior thing started coming up. It's like, man, I love I love P nineties. We've been doing that uh, like we just did the Harley Benton swap with the Ricochet P nineties, mm-hmm. and and now we've got this kind of gas for the junior. So so it'll happen at some point. I'm not sure how it's how exactly we're going to go with that because. Because we we have these silly debates we talked about. Do we want to build a guitar? Do we want something that shows up and might need some work? Like we've gotten a couple of those Harley Bentons that they do need some some TLC. Or would you rather get something that shows up and is completely ready to just swap the pickup and enjoy? Mm-hmm. So we have these three different like footprints that we're kind of uh, going back and forth. How <laughs> what decision do we make? Right? They're all good decisions. It's just that what's the best decision right now in the middle of in the middle of the summer and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, man, Les Ball Juniors, I, I'm, that's cool that you brought up the Novo stuff. And they're, the, it's insane. Like they're so cool. I don't know why I'm so drawn to them. They just hit all the box. They just did it right, I guess, or something. That whoever their target audience was, I was right in the center of that bullseye. <laughs> they just boom, they, direct they, hit. They hooked you with the gas. Yeah, the, the gas bubble or gas train or whatever. Yeah. So the other thing too is kind of moving to the next little mini topic here is we had a good good gentleman, Jeff, who who brings a lot of really cool guitars through the shop. Very expensive guitars. He has a great ear and good taste and he was having us tweak this. Um, maybe you'll remember the exact uh, benchmark, Les Paul, mm-hmm. he called it, it. Very expensive, multiple, multiple thousands of dollars. Les Paul, it was fantastic. Great guitar. We had to do some pickup adjustments because he was kind of hearing some things, and we really fine-tuned the neck pickup for him and kind of got him got him set up. But it made us, again, like you and I just sort of randomly launch into when mm-hmm. a cool guitar comes into the shop, we kind of, both of us have to like process it for a while. Yeah. We have to say, well, what was that? And what do we like about it? And maybe it's just a, it's a guitar and we need to leave it alone, but sometimes we we really go through the, the ringer on it. So... That one came in and it made me think about, and we had this conversation, uh, maybe we can kind of recreate it, I guess, but uh, what about these guitars that are like super expensive, you really like them, but you probably won't buy one? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. what are some of those type of guitars for you? Well, and it's just, it's funny, to me, it's the ones that you go into the guitar store and they're the ones that are like most prominently displayed because they want to entice you. And, and it's funny, the other day I walked into Guitar Center and they had this like, white sir that was like hsh or hss and it was like five and a half or six thousand dollars and you're like oh my goodness and you're but i'm like wow that thing just looks amazing you know but it looks almost like a little too nice Mm -hmm. to play at that point you know so that's the kind of a thing i I guess is that you really want to play it and try it but then you're like i better not because then i'll know what that's like (laughs) it'll be forever ruined Mm-hmm. And then so it's kind of nice when it's like your buddy's guitar, so you can you feel like you can play it. And he's like, "Here, hold it, try it out, you know, whatever." And that's the way Jeff is, and it's, he's such a cool, cool dude. And he's like, "Yeah, it's no big deal. This is like a super exclusive, 
guitar, and he got it when he was living in Arizona at like one of the dealers that ended up getting these guitars that are supposed to be as close to like a 59 as much as they could back then or, or whatever. And the pickups were a super big deal and they did sound super amazing. I would say like it, that was like definitely like a unicorn of a guitar and just kind of came and went and you know, it's nice <laughs> that it's your friends. And so you don't have to like yeah. know how much it costs. Even you can just kind of almost enjoy it yeah. and you're like, all right, take it away, please, before I get obsessed. And then, but you know, it's still, you're still thinking about it in the back of your mind. So yeah. And it's like, it bothers you in the sense of, or it and maybe just like, sits in there is like, man, that's really cool someday. But then you, at least I do kind of talk, talk myself out of a price point. I don't know exactly what that price point is, but it's, there's this like threshold where, um, you know, it's fun to talk about cause you don't have money to do it necessarily, mm-hmm. but this threshold where you're like, man, I don't know that I could go over that. Or I really, for me, it would be like a, a vintage, anything like a vintage Les Paul, a vintage Strat Tele, um, some of the weird ones that I like, like the Les Paul Deluxe or uh, like an old 72 Deluxe Telecaster, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that would be so cool to own. But I don't know that I would plunk the money down even if yeah. I had it sitting in my pocket to do to do that because it's like this, it's like a nice idea, but then we are also talking about, well, what would you do if you had this this guitar? You wouldn't really want to take it out, maybe not take it to a show, maybe... You know, and neither of us are kind of the guys that that maybe like to show off our instruments. We all we have friends that are like, look at my cool stuff, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily want to buy a guitar for that purpose either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's uh, yeah. There, there's some that come to mind for me, like um, something like uh, Callings or like Nick Huber guitars. I don't know if you've seen those. Mm-hmm. Super awesome, super expensive, just out of clearly well out of maybe my price range of what I would want to spend, but I would love to, I would love to have something cool like that at some point. Yeah. Well, and eventually I think if you stash away your, your uh, $20 bill long enough, it'll, it'll eventually, <laughs> if you, if you're good at not touching it, you, you'll eventually get there. And some people like really good at doing that and everything that they get, they can squirrel away. And I mean, and it, it'll all add up and then eventually, you know, if you have that kind of like self-control, that that reward of the this fancy guitar showing up at your door that you custom spec'd out, like to me that can be a really cool, beautiful thing. And and then at that point you're like, you know, you can leave it at home if you want, you can take it out if you want, and hopefully you have, you know, good bandmates or a good crew that helps look <laughs> out for it because they understand what this means to you. Then, you know, hopefully that's the situation, and then you you can have your cake and eat it too. But yeah, it's it's like a lot if. Um, people I know want something like that. They have to like liquidate half of their gear, exactly. guitar, pedals, yeah. collection, and yeah. So it it's interesting. It, it really makes these things some some like tremendous thing in the in the guitar playing world of oh, they're so mythical. They're like mythical creatures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it made the, the last kind of topic I've I've got today is is this weird. We were talking about the shop telly that we have done this <laughs> this build series on, and if you followed that build series, we did a, a Telecaster build with a roasted maple fender neck and an MJT body. We went through the whole process of what we did to put it together, and it's a great guitar. But the thing that I was thinking about being that we've been modding so many things, and and literally our whole job exists around modding your guitar. Like we make we make products so people will open up their guitars and 
start hacking away at, mm-hmm. <laughs> at fixing it. So, <laughs> so with with our whole existence being based around modding, I think the the dark side of that is becoming more apparent. Where you look at something and you see it as a project, or you see it as maybe difficult to play, and know that okay, it's going to take this much work to get it to where I want it. Uh, this many hours into this thing, and we still maybe aren't fully happy with with what it is because it, it's a parts caster and mm-hmm. it needs setup. And so, so it does that like kind of irk you every once in a while where you have these guitar projects that kind of are sitting there and you know, you want to work on them, but you, you're busy making pickups for other yeah. people to mod their guitars. Is that, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's kind mm-hmm. of this weird vortex. So maybe like, maybe talk about that whole thing where, where you think about a guitar and then know it needs some, some help. It's so interesting because I think that is like the curse of the guitar tinkerer, guitar tech. You know, I would say, you know, I, I'm like a tech, right? But I'm mm-hmm. I'm not that technical. You know, a lot of this has just been practical experience and good guitar gurus along the way that have helped show me things But and good friends, you know. But it's like there's so many projects that are like there and guitars that are like, well, I just need to put in about half a day on that one and then a full day on that one. And then you're like, this one over here needs a full day. Maybe this one needs two days. And then I still might not be able to play it afterwards. So it's, you have all these, like this, like these weights hanging out and you're just Mm -hmm. like, I got to start chipping away at all of them. And so you're evaluating which ones you can fit into your schedule. Yeah. um, Amongst making pickups and just making music and, you know, feeding the dogs and such, all that good stuff. (laughs) Um, so you just kind of have to chip away at it and you go almost where the inspiration will will strike you because I think that that is where, especially if you're practicing like a technique that you're not super comfortable with, like, you know, the the nuts have always been such a crucial part of, a, of how a guitar plays. And so, you know, that's like can make or break it, I think, sometimes. And your setup can only go be so good if the nut is set up a certain way and you know, I guess part of the fun is the journey unfolding mm-hmm. and you like understanding that and, you know, you can pick up a guitar and you can kind of start to think like, oh, this needs some, you know, this needs a little bit of relief. I think this is too low. And everybody has their own way of going about, you know, like um, deducing what it is that it needs. And But it's like with anything, I think that coming together and like both of us scratching our heads over this telly, I think once it's all said and done, it's going to be really nice and we both have some good examples. It's nice when you have a good example to then like, why does this play like this? And you kind of take measurements off that and see why it is as good as it is and then trying to replicate that. So mm-hmm. it, is a, it is definitely like a headache and, <laughs> and it, but it's like, it's just like the weirdest kind of story problem that you've ever encountered that you sometimes <laughs> like hurt yourself and maybe your guitar sometimes in the process. Um, yeah, that's fair to say. I mean, I think I look at that Telecaster and and I think, man, it looks amazing mm-hmm. and it plays really good. If I put playability on a on a one to ten, I would say it's like a six or a seven yeah, right now. That's what I would say. So it's better than other guitars that we've played, but but we're noted, like you mentioned, we have these these other guitars that we we kind of look at as like, okay, this is where we want to be, and and just knowing how cool the guitar looks, and we don't have that much. Overall, I mean, we really don't have that much money into this guitar, so it's like, but it looks better and it and it feels to me like it has more potential than some of the other guitars in the shop. And so it's just like, how do we make it 
ever like we we went through on the video series if you didn't watch it but we rolled the fretboard edges and we kind of really tried to make the neck super comfortable and we really got super far and i think that was good that you mentioned the whole you know just trying to to get keep getting better and keep asking questions and keep moving forward and and that's hard when we're both working up to our ears and in, in orders and and just dynamics in the shop and all that. It's like, man, do I want to go home and like keep modding a guitar? And but in the same way, it is kind of healthy to do every once in a while to to keep learning and to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And okay, well, how do I make the nut even better than I made it already? Yeah. And what what kind of shaping do I need to do to to that? What is you know we have this like high spot on one of the frets and and what is that? How does that affect how we level it? How does that affect how we set it up and do we, which which thing do we need to do first before yeah. the next thing and um yeah just just pretty cool it's really it's really different um yesterday you said something that stuck with me in the that it is a parts caster and you have to kind of remind yourself sometimes that this neck and this body weren't necessarily destined for each other mm-hmm. and that it wasn't made neither of these pieces were made with the other piece in mind and so we're we're trying to i guess connect the rest of the dots Mm-hmm. In, in this mystery of of a guitar and, and it's and it's a great guitar it really is um, but like yeah just that whole that whole curse that we face I guess <laughs> and and anyone listening I'm sure feels the same way we've all got guitars that we want to modify and and work on and and I think the danger t- sometimes too we have is we have probably six or seven guitars we could mess with at any given time and mm-hmm. and for us probably the lesson we we might need to learn is just more focus on one instrument and get it done and finish it and then go to the next one mm-hmm. you know and kind of do that as the model so that's really all i got today uh for for these topics if you guys have any comments or questions on any of these topics uh feel free to shoot us an email info at porterpickups.com thanks for listening to the tone cast marco just uh, i guess close us out with a couple links to uh, some of the stuff that we talked about today. Yeah, if you want to check out some of these videos that we kind of referenced in the uh, podcast, some of these mod series videos, go ahead and check out the YouTube channel. I mean, just Porter Pickups on YouTube, and then that'll kind of give you links to the Instagram and the other social medias. And even just our website, you know, you can go and check out the cool custom shop visuals we were talking about, porterpickups.com. You'll see the chooser that we talked about. And yeah, you can just kind of stay in the loop with all of this stuff and if you have any ideas for cool topics or guitar-minded topics like we were talking about today, we'd love to hear them. So thanks for uh, checking out the show, and we'll catch you guys next time.